0: Hey, team of Eternal Optimists, it's Matt Drinkon here. And before we launch into today's epic conversation, I've got a big announcement. Drum roll, please. <laughs> My brand new book is coming out on March 8th. And perhaps even better news, you can get it for only 99 cents on Amazon that day. We don't run ads on the show. And if you ever want to get back and support the Eternal Optimist community, Go to Amazon on March 8th and get the Kindle version for only 99 cents. Just search for the book title, The Eternal Optimist. It's never too late. And you can download it directly to your device. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome friends to another edition of the Eternal Optimist podcast. I'm your host, Matt Drinkon. Looking forward to today's discussion as we dive deep into mastering your craft. Now consider for a moment, friends, that you, wherever you're at in your world right now, if you're working or not working, doesn't matter either way, there's something that you've done consistently in your life as a professional. It can be speaking, it can be you've been a welder, it can be you've been there uh, running a plumbing business, you can be in professional selling, you can be a professional in teaching, any number of different avenues. How are you consistently sharpening your saw and mastering your craft? And part of our discussion today, you're going to learn from a master who has mastered his craft. He's in the mastering of the craft of transformation of public speaking. Now, Mr. Scott Goss is fantastic. You know, he is at the top of his game. He's someone that's been with Tony Robbins companies for a number of years. He's a professional speaker who's been uh, in 22 different countries, speaking in front of hundreds of thousands of people. He is a well-renowned, world-famous speech writer, speech giver, transformation artist. You can call him many things. One of the things is impactful, he's amazing. You're gonna get some great nuggets today. You know, I encourage you to sit back and take some notes. If you're driving, then bookmark a couple of things because this is a conversation you're gonna to wanna to hear multiple times. It's chalked full of nuggets of wisdom, especially when he talks about anchors, identity anchors, the way that he has locked in his best habits and routines, space repetition. It's, it's just full of wonderful nuggets. Without any further ado, here's an amazing conversation with Mr. Scott Goss. Hello, and welcome to the Eternal Optimist Podcast. The show for optimists by optimists. This is the show for people who see the good in the world and want to make a positive difference in the lives of their families and communities. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories that will get you thinking bigger and playing more offense in life. With your host and high-performance coach, Matt Drinkon. And I want to welcome to the show today, Mr. Scott Gass. Scott, how are you today, my friend? Doing very well. It is a pleasure to finally get a chance to meet you. I have been a fan of everything Tony Robbins for so long. And when my friend Mike said, you got to meet Scott. He's been in this organization for a long time. He's friends with Tony. He's helped do a lot of business together, and he's someone that's well immersed in that community. I was just super curious about what we might learn from you. I'm very grateful, so thank you for joining us today. And as we dive in here, Scott, I'd love to start. Our audience here, I've already read to them a little bit about your bio, so they know a couple of bullet points. What are a couple of bullet points about Scott that they don't know after hearing your bio?
1: Oh, good question, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Excited to be here, by the way. Well, number one, I'm a passionate person. So I'm I'm super passionate about really living my purpose. My purpose is to inspire people to take a new action, new positive action, and get a new positive result in their life. So I'm super passionate about living my purpose and really about inspiring people and helping people. And then also, I think one of my superpowers, you know, is I believe as a person, I have ability to be very kind and very empathetic, which I think is a superpower in our world today because most people are going through crazy stuff in their life personally and professionally. So sometimes they need a little bit of empathy.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I wonder about living your purpose and being passionate about that. Have you always had that? Or was there a point you'd realize that this is my purpose?
1: haven't had that many people you know as you probably know being in this space many people spend their lifetime trying to figure out their purpose what i discovered and then i'll share i can share briefly how i discovered mine and maybe help some people out there is for me it took a while to find my purpose but i kind of did like i was kind of an investigator what i did was and we can all do this if you may have be one of those people that are looking for your purpose right now usually in life success leaves clues or life leaves clues right so for me personally looking back i've always been into fitness training personal training. I've always been into fitness. I got my undergrad in teaching. So there's a theme, for even as a little kid, I was actually drawn unconsciously to a girlfriend's father who was a physical education teacher. I like fitness. I like teaching. It all kind of went together. So I went from teaching to training, and now I'm still in speaking training role with the Tony Robbins group. So I'm actually still teaching. So I found my purpose essentially by just looking upon the clues from the past. of how kind of life kind of laid out before I was really purposeful with my life and I found my purpose. But the cool thing about the purpose, so I'm sure your purpose, Matt, is when you know your purpose, you can actually form your life around it. You can actually be able to, to stay strong to your purpose and you make decisions and you're able to have your vision inside your purpose and kind of live your life around your purpose. Like, do what you want to do at some level and be able to, as long as you're within your purpose and your mission.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I feel opportunity to, to tee up my vision and purpose for one moment because we're talking about passions, things that things we're here, to accomplish, to inspire the world with. And and my purpose is to provide the world hope or to provide them the mindset that you can do it too through stories, through experiences, through overcoming the challenges from the past and letting go of those and moving forward passionately. So I love that you are a man of purpose and you're living on purpose and you are a student because you figured it out by investigating the clues in your life to figure out this is it. And, And I almost felt that from the moment that we met, that you have something that you're going towards. It's not Just lackadaisley going along in life, being successful, you're focused on something, and I'm glad that we can start to figure that out. You mentioned your superpower might be around the ability to be kind and empathetic. Is that also a superpower that you have recently discovered, or have you had that for a long time as well, Scott?
1: Great question. So I recently discovered it and I tell you how I I discovered it and we can all discover this too. It's what I would look upon or look up to with other people. Like I'm around a lot of people, like I'm sure you probably are people that are very successful financially, that have businesses, that are doing great things with money. But what really impresses me with people is people that are kind over financially successful. But if you're kind and financially successful, that's like someone I really look up to as well. But I found the kindness in me through being able to recognize the kindness in others.
0: I feel maybe there's a place we can pause for a moment because this is something that goes hand in hand with the emotional intelligence coaching that I've recently been might been working on with my coach around the idea of showing up with this empathy. And I've always been aware of how other people show up. And I've been pretty focused and direct with people over time. And now I feel that because I've been coached on it on how I have not been showing up with empathy. Now I feel it's it's a dormant strength that I never knew that I really had because I didn't I didn't know it existed. Until last four years, and now it's it's here. So when you're talking about you would admire someone who is successful financially, and they also are kind. I have recently, about four years ago, made that distinction as well. When I turned forty years old, so uh, I want to honor you for that because I've, I've found something similar. It's not a superpower of mine by any stretch, but for you, it now is. And I wonder. That when you realize that kindness, empathy, and business success, you can have both. Has there been anything you've done to further your learning around empathy and kindness? Anything that you've immersed yourself into to practice it that you've recently come upon, Scott?
1: I was going to make this point to the audience. I think it's pretty important. Most of the skill sets we acquire, so I guess kindness can be a skill set, right? So most of the skill sets we acquire usually are more supported and more powerful if it has a higher belief system around it. Like, for example, I heard this a couple weeks ago and it really stuck with me. And I think it'll stick with you. I was talking to someone about past childhood behaviors and traumas. And the idea is usually when most people are upset, I guess we have the word triggered today, right? Triggered or upset by certain behaviors or certain actions people do, is what happens is you got to recognize, and this could be like a a higher belief, you got to be able to recognize that every person, usually when they get upset or frustrated or mad, it's when the little boy or the little girl actually shows up in their life. So knowing that consciously, if the person you're working with is frustrated, mad, upset, disappointed or maybe even mad at you, there's a great chance their present self, but it's a good chance it might be the old little boy, little girl inside of them that want to be heard or that want to feel important, that want to feel special, that want to feel respected, whatever they're looking for.
0: Understood. Wow.
1: That's really good, right? I really consciously understand that most people do that because they're just a little boy, little girl, just kind of causing a temper tantrum, right?
0: Yeah, and what I take away from this is thinking about when someone else might be triggered or even when I'm triggered, just having the awareness that either I'm triggered, someone else is triggered, and being able to pause, breathe, and just be highly aware in the moment of where you are before we say something we are going to regret or before we counter their high emotional state with our own high emotional state.
1: The advice you're giving right now, Matt, is do not send a t- text message or make a phone call if you're emotionally charged. Wait on that, right? So that's
0: definitely important. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Uh, I, a guy named Scott Groves on the podcast recently, and he was talking about whenever he feels that it's getting emotionally charged, he literally just, hey, let's take a time out, pauses. And whether it's overnight or a few hours, they pause on their business discussion. He's practiced this conversation with his wife. There's different things we can do. but I, I like what you're talking about, to be aware yeah. of if someone is showing these signs, they may have been triggered into a place where a kid coming out needing to be heard, respected, whatnot. And this is really good feedback. So let's jump to the question. And it's the question of the challenge. And I'd love to offer you a blank timeline. You can go anywhere from your past up until right now, from, from childhood even. What's a big challenge that you've had in your life that you've overcome or are overcoming, Scott? Good
1: question. So it probably goes back for most of us. If you're into transformational work, you probably have a clue that a lot of our limitations or behaviors right now today as adults are usually formed as we are little kids, right? So Stanford University says 50% of our beliefs are formed before five. 95% of our beliefs about success, money, life, love, happiness is before 18 years old. And usually they come from, as we know, smart people or our parents or challenges with academics or with athletics or with students or with school or church, right? So me, mm-hmm. I grew up in a small town called Cumberland, Maryland, very small, like no Starbucks small. I tell people how small it is, like 10,000 people, small, right? A lot of people in the United States or even the world grew up in small towns and small towns usually breed sometimes small mindsets, a lot of limitations. So I grew up in my first experience of school was in elementary school, first grade, second grade, third grade. And for some reason, as a little kid, I got put into speech impediment class because I say words funny. So they put me in the class. And for, you know, the little Scott Goss, like six, seven, eight years old, I attached to my mind that, OK, I'm in the speech impediment class. Something's wrong. Right. So it's like a weird connection I had. And then what happened over time, it kind of manifested my belief system or my little insecurity about speech impediment being wrong. And then what happened, you acquire maybe a negative belief about yourself as a little kid, and then sometimes life reinforces it. So I'm going through elementary school, middle school, high school, getting made fun of all the time by kids that are really, really mean because I said words funny right? So I form the belief and then I get made fun of or poked at or because the way I say words funny. And those experiences are unconsciously stacking a belief in my mind that when I speak in front of an audience, people make fun of me. When I speak in front of a group, people make fun of me. So what I discovered was a little kid, you're trying to figure out just how to be safe, right? So I figured out when I was 15 years old, I'm a pretty, pretty successful football player. good at baseball, good at sports, but then being around a group of people was just really bad for me. So 15 years old, I remember walking into high school. It was one of those, you, you're walking up and you see all the cool kids, all the cheerleaders and the football players, whatever it may be for you at the time. And you're walking up, you're nervous. And I'm like, oh, I gotta speak. So what I would do, 15 years old, I started this pattern in my life where when I was around a group of people, my strategy was just not to speak. So therefore nobody can make fun of me. So I became very shy, very insecure. And I shrunk around people because of unconsciously a belief that was created when I was a little kid. Right. So time goes by getting the United States Air Force and do my best in the Air Force to kind of hide out a little bit, not be seen, not step up, not speak. There's opportunities. And it's funny throughout life, even in high school and athletics and high school and college in the military, there were so many opportunities looking back for me to step up and be a leader or step up and make a difference or step up and impact people. And just because my unconscious belief or my limiting belief or my fear just held me back. So time goes on. And then as we go through life, as are more of our childhood fears or disappointments or frustrations kind of magnify over time. So what happened was I get out of the military at 26. I get my first job as a professional salesperson where you got to go out
0: and talk to people. Wow, <laughs> that does not seem like what you were going to say next. Right. But wow. But you're
1: 26 years old. Your psychology is okay. They're offering you a job where you can make $100,000 a year. I'm former military. I'll use my military discipline. I'll be the first guy there, last to leave. I'll put the work in, I'll put the hours, I'll figure it out. I'm a smart guy. But what happened in the, the day was it was even though I would do some action, but I wouldn't take the action necessary, which is going out to talk to people to be able to persuade people to buy our product or service in the real estate field. So what happened was my anticipation for what I wanted to achieve was up here, but my results were down (laughs) at the very bottom. So I found myself six months, seven months into the job struggling financially stressed out beyond belief because my whole pattern was I wasn't a big drinker, but I had all these emotional triggers would come up. And my solution was Krispy Kremes. So I would do a dozen Krispy Uh Kremes every night just to be able to kind of give me peace and certainty and the uncomfortableness of what's happening. So time goes by, 50 pounds heavier, in debt. And then I believe part of the journey, like life leaves you clues about, and then I thought I need to find a way because I was just simply doing the same thing over and over and getting the same result. And back then my idea was I just do more of it, right? Even though it doesn't work. So I went out and bought my first personal growth book at 26 years old. It was a Tony Robbins, Unlimited Power. It's for one of his first. It was funny how life shows you clues and I'm flipping through the book. And first time ever, I see like a business card, like 26, and this is in the early 2000s, right? So not many business cards floating around. So I see a business card in the book of an employee of the Tony Robbins group. I'm like, this is cool, right? I know where it lead. And then time goes by a little bit. And then we have a speaker come out that will do a presentation to our mortgage office about Tony Robbins and his principles, right? So it's a Friday afternoon down here in Tampa, Florida. Everyone's in their 20s, ready to go out Friday afternoon, five o'clock, and party, right? Yeah. speaker shows up 45 minutes late, and I am like the one in the room. There's 20 people in the room. Everybody's falling asleep except for me, but I'm in the room. It's like an inner calling. I was so engaged so on point, only person in the room to really play full out, only person in the room to sign up for the event. So I decided to sign up, go see Tony Robbins, even though I didn't have the money, but it was just like an inner calling. And it's funny, sometimes when people first have that first breakthrough, maybe in a business or a relationship, or even with personal growth or transformation, there's usually like an inner calling, right? Something that's telling you that this will be good for you, or there's more out there or something, different definitions of it. It just really changed things in my life. It just changed really from the limitation of can I really do it to the possibility of I can do whatever I want. So I just came back and really personally, that transformation was the biggest transformations of my life. Two or three to this point in my life now of just really shifting my mindset and just came back and started producing. And then shortly after that, I got on with the uh, Tony Robbins group. And then since then, I've been speaking in 22 countries around the world for the last 13 years, so I've done close to probably 3,000 workshops in different countries and even in different languages.
0: Wow, amazing.
1: Whatever we did in the past, it doesn't freaking matter. It doesn't matter if you were picked on, if you failed in 50 businesses, if you've been divorced, if you had health challenges, right? The past doesn't equal your future. And then right now, as you know, and this is probably a great message, right now in our world is the fastest time to change things too. Fastest and easiest time to change things.
0: Thank you for sharing that. That is providing hope and inspiration that you can do it too, listeners, whatever it is. Yes. Scott just gave you a blueprint of overcoming challenges on a high level. You mentioned there were a couple of transformations in your life. Could you care to take us to another one of them?
1: Build upon that a little bit, Matt. We like to look for patterns, right? Everybody you I will be on this podcast have had success, success in their life, some level, relationship or in their business. And the trick is, guys, is what is the pattern that worked for you in the past and how can you be able to recognize that pattern and duplicate it in the future? So for example, a pattern of mine, when I'm successful in certain ventures, there's two things that have to be involved. Number one, I got to have a belief in the product or service. I have to have absolute belief that this person, their life is not bad, their life will be better with this product or service. Absolute belief is one pattern. Second belief for me is when I put the miles in, when I put the extra work in, I put the time in, I'm successful. So the pattern for me back then was, and this might be a pattern that shows up for many people, the pattern was doing something when I thought, it was uncomfortable. Okay, going to get the book, right? Going out getting a book, buying a book for many people. We think we know we should be doing it, but we don't always do it, right? Even when the speaker came out from Tony Robbins, I was watching this guy. He speaks well. He dresses well. Even though he's 45 minutes late, I want to be friends with this guy. So I actually walked up to the guy and we became workout partners. So we became buddies and just me asking him, hey man, are you? where are you from? Are you in Tampa? You want to work out together, right? You want to go to this cool gym. So just kind of being proactive on that and then taking an investment of almost a thousand dollars and four days of my time to go see a tony robbins event that's something that most people want to do not many actually go out there and do it right the intuition their heart may tell them that's probably good for you that's maybe what you need but most people get caught up in the old filters the old patterns the old belief systems from the past
0: so your pattern that you found to be successful you and i made a couple notes here a belief absolute belief in the product or the service, number one. Number two, I paraphrase, I wrote down work hard or put in the effort. effort. And then the third one is that when you found something to be uncomfortable, you found a way to take action. And those are the things, the common themes in your life and your history that when you follow those three things, you have found some version of success. And I, I'm glad that you can highlight for us yeah. that if you're someone struggling, or even if they're not struggling, if they're doing well, it always helps to go back and look at your patterns of, how you got there, or when you're at your best, here are the things that are present. One the extra mile putting in the work, like you said, I would make it fun
1: because for my business, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. is a juicy time. Like get some good results, get some good calls and connect with some people. So I would actually get really excited for that time. I'd actually make it a little bit of a game. I'd get excited for that time, six to eight. And then my partner in business, what would we do? We'd get on a call, both of us, and we'd both call people together and do it that way and kind of make it fun.
0: I love that idea. It kind of brings back my past, it's something that works so well, and I, I stopped doing it. But one of the things that we used to do in one of our sales organizations, we, when we had what we call the phone jams, is that we would get together and we would all make phone calls together, but we would have fun. I would put on my Randy Macho Man Savage hat, hey. sunglasses, and mustache. And he would put on his Jake the Snake Roberts mullet and have a rubber snake around his neck. And we literally would make calls back and forth as we were kind of playing, like kids, having fun. So I love how do you make it fun also?
1: Yeah, that's cool, too. I mean, we get to have a whole new conversation about this, Matt, because what you're doing, you know this, you're, you're stepping into a new identity. Not many people love to make phone calls, right? So if you have that opportunity where you have to be able to go out and sell, close, present, or even make phone calls when you don't feel like it, maybe even step into a new identity, maybe Macho Man Savage, maybe The Rock.
0: Oh, we're going there right now. We're going there. So Cardone, maybe someone's someone badass. Let's go to our alternate identities. If we have one, I have what I would call a superhero identity. And this identity, I was taught by one of my coaches, Lou Solomon, some number of years ago. This identity is Matt the Lionheart. Nice. And Matt the Lionheart is someone who is incredibly patient, who's incredibly focused, and who is there to do the best they can for the world. And in that space, I am a fearless heart leader. And that is Matt the Lionheart. And so when Matt the Lionheart comes out, we enthusiastically show up. We make the calls where there's rejection possibly involved. We do the hard stuff. So we kind of have a, a process to go into that. For me, it's an emotional anchor. I actually learned from Tony. I have my anchor right here. I simply tap it. I happened at a golf tournament recently when I was having a tough time. I tapped it, got back into the right space, and uh, Matt Leinart came out.
1: I had my anchor. I think I went out and did a presentation, so I took my anchor with me. Might be in the car. So I have an old tennis shoe. It's an old tennis shoe, like a Converse high top. And we did a training many years ago. Let's say ten years ago with Tony and all my teammates. They all signed or signed the shoe. So that's my anchor and my identity wow. for the Tony Robbins group is Scotty Go. So Scotty Go is the type of person that takes action, does things fast, get it going, go, right? So Scotty Go, that's my name with the Tony Robbins Group. And it's funny, it's been my name for many years. Like even guys who, who haven't worked for the group company for five, six years, still friends of mine, he's still, still call me Scotty Go, right? It's a term that we have with the Tony Robbins Group. But identity thing, we could talk about that thing forever too. I mean, it's so powerful because, oh, this gentleman, he used to work for Jim Rohn back in the day. I can't remember his name, Define find the number, name for you. But he actually talked about identity, identity anchors too, Because he he may use his example, which is beautiful, where most people that are business owners, entrepreneurs, they have one identity they take at work. And then when they go home to their family and their kids, they usually are the same person, bossing people around, telling them what to do, maybe short tempered, mm. right? So the idea is to have an identity anchor, like you have with your golf ball. Some people use bracelets as you go into the house. Maybe your identity anchor could be Super Dad, right? You walk in, you take the identity anchor off of the keychain, put it on. That's your anchor for when you're home, your Super Dad, right? You show up different. Around your parents in your hometown, around your brothers and your sisters, and your friends or your business associates, right? So, we all have these different identities that we flip around to, but the opportunity is to be able to consciously choose your identities, have fun with it, and yeah. live into it, right? I mean, we're doing it anyways, but why not do it consciously and powerfully?
0: I love it. And I'm a yes and person. So I like to build with great yes. ideas. Your idea of the identity anchors. I've not actually heard that word before, identity anchor. And as you're saying this about morphing into super dad, I want to show you on the webcam. I actually have nice. this little this little thing my wife got at a seminar, a diversity and inclusion seminar like six years ago. She got this. And she came home, put it in the drawer. My daughter picked it up, gave it to me and said, I like this, daddy. I've been wearing this for five and a half years around my wrist here. And it says I'm creating the best me I can be. And my daughter gave it to me. And I snap it when I catch myself getting impatient or frustrated. And so it anchors in that identity of being the best father I can be. So I love where you are with these, these ideas of anchors. And that when we're talking about anchors, this is a foreign concept to a lot of people. It's kind of hocus pocus to some What's that soft stuff that doesn't make any sense? And I'm here to testify with someone, Scott, who I'm talking with right now, who is one of the foremost experts, I would say, in our country. And if you're humble, you probably wouldn't say that, but I'm going to give you credit for that. I can learn a lot, and a lot of us can learn a lot from what you just shared. So... Before we get too far along, I'm curious, if someone were to want to learn more about this from you or with you or through organizations you work with, how might they be able to find out more?
1: So can I give you can I give you a yes and as well? thousand percent. Yep. Awesome. So just to take it to a whole new level, I just learned this literally yesterday watching Tony Robbins. Okay. The anchor with the bracelet here, right? So if something happens where you catch yourself not being the best version of you, you, think yes. you snap it, right? Mm-hmm. So the powerful way is to snap it and then you celebrate it. There was an old study that Tony was sharing about the monkey version where what they would do, I think at UC Berkeley, they would tie like a monkey's fingers down and they would do this 10,000 times, a little clicking 10,000 times. And then what would happen is when his fingers go, his his finger would go like that, right? to be able to create muscle memory. But what they found was if they actually were able to click it and then stimulate a pleasure center in the brain, it didn't take 10,000 times. It takes about maybe a hundred times to be able to actually be able to recondition that pattern. So the idea is when you snap it, celebrate it a little bit, have feel good about it. And then you're kind of positively being able to create a new pattern.
0: Thank you, coach. Much appreciated there. That was Freaking awesome! I thought that I knew stuff, but that's just one of the things. Always being open to learning—that I just learned something very valuable. Thank, Thank you. you. I hope listeners take pause and go back and listen. Yeah. To it. This was amazing. So the psychology behind it is that if I were to just snap it, I could recondition it, but I don't recondition it faster, more effectively. Yeah, stimulate the pleasure center of the brain by snap, celebrate it. Yeah.
1: and you're getting your physiology involved. So it goes back to the old, the Tony Robbins. He teaches the affirmations mm-hmm. versus the incantations. Have you heard this? So the affirmations are the old classical one I love myself, I'm beautiful, I'm smart, I'm intelligent. That's cool. Affirmations really work. But what Tony teaches, and this is called incantations, where you actually use your body, go out and really engage your physiology by walking, exercising, running to really be able to intensify the affirmations and turn them into incantations, which actually are more effective when you increase your physiology and involve your body and also increase your physiology. You're actually
0: more effective. Fantastic. Well, this has been transformational already. I feel a transformation come along already. This is excellent information. I'd love to, to segue into the next transformational experience. You'd mentioned that this was one of those in your life. Where might be another opportunity that you've had a transformation in your life, Scott?
1: I like to be bold and do things that are uncomfortable. So I'm all about being uncomfortable. So I guess another a big transition in my life, I was visiting Thailand in 2017, my first time traveling international. So I'm actually, I was sitting in a friend's house in Phuket, Thailand, somebody I work with, the Tony Robbins group. And we had our yearly end of year call about like the numbers and the results and how the company did with the Robbins Research Group I worked for. And that moment, I got the highest award with the company called Platinum Player, which is awesome. Got this acknowledgement from Tony, got bonus checks, all that cool stuff. And I was with the team, felt good. But then I was like, ugh. What's next, right? Sometimes we hit those goals, like, ugh, what's next, right? So I came back and literally flew back. I flew back to Christmas 2017, back to uh, United States and came back. First call I made was I called Robin's group. I said, I love you guys. I just don't feel inspired anymore. I didn't feel like I was inspired enough for it to be. Where I wanted to be, it wasn't fair for the audience, wasn't fair for Tony Robbins, wasn't fair for the company, wasn't fair for me. So within three months, I actually decided to actually take a chance and move to Asia. So I decided to go. One person in Asia, I had one opportunity that actually went away two weeks before I was supposed to go. But my mindset was, hey, I could go to Asia and give it a shot. And if I move back in a month or two, most people won't even know I'm gone. Right, No, people don't pay it, that much attention to us, right? As much as we think. So I decided to move to Asia and I had no opportunity. So I decided just to be able to get my way by getting in the way. A mentor many years told me this. He said, you can get your way in life by getting in the way. So getting in the way is simply getting out there and getting in front of your clients, getting in front of people, going to events, networking, which I did. And then I got an MC gig. I got a really big MC gig turned into this marketing director for this Malaysian blockchain company. And then what happened, the Malaysian blockchain company took me to 22 countries to speak in four months. Wow. That was awesome. Paid speaking gig, which was fantastic. I went all through Europe and Asia, Dubai, all over speaking about this cryptocurrency blockchain company. So needless to say, just being able to step out and be able to do something different. But what my power is today, which is back then too, is my routine. So what the goal was, which kind of like our world today, right? The goal is today is how can we create certainty in uncertain times, right? Because we are in uncertain times. So the goal was to be able to be in a new country, not knowing people, new opportunity. I said, I got to have confidence and certainty. So I just stuck to my morning routine, my workouts, my meditation, and then also my reading, stuck to my morning routine. And through that, it gave me energy, confidence, and certainty to be able to go out there and make it happen. So did that for a couple of years and then COVID unfortunately brought me back or I might be still be in Asia right now, but I came back after COVID and then um, now I'm back with my home, Tony Robbins.
0: Wow. Just to recap, you are successful leading into this 2017 transformation. You're doing well and you decide once again, your powers, the patterns are in alignment. When things are uncomfortable, you decide to take action and you didn't have exactly the most detail, like here's the plan and everything is gonna line up, you went knowing one person and you figured it out, you made it happen, you got in the way, you got in by getting in the way, as you said. So, amazing story of transformation. Many
1: people listen to it, they have a limiting belief, oh, it's too much trouble to travel, too expensive to travel, right? I used to be my limiting belief around travel, too expensive, but now I'm just like, can't wait to travel again, so yeah.
0: Wow, amazing. Today's episode sponsored by Masters of the Universe. And no, friends, I don't mean He-Man and Tila from back in the day when we were kids in the 80s playing. No, what I mean instead is, are you mastering your craft? The person who masters their craft can become the master of their universe. What are you doing every day to master your craft? When you think of Masters of the Universe, I encourage you to think of, what is your daily practice that helps you to master your craft? Daily Practices, Mastering Your Craft. Today's sponsor for the Eternal Optimist Podcast. I would ask you next, kind of going into the future and what's exciting for Scott moving into the future?
1: I fell into the speaking business, so I don't know how the heck it happened. I fell into the speaking business 15 years ago. I love it. I think it's the funnest business in the world. So I'm currently definitely speaking, training, partnering with Tony Robbins, which is very special to me because he has skill sets that I don't have. So the great thing is my job is essentially to give people to Tony. Which is very rewarding for me. It's one of my favorite things to do is people get transformations. I'm also I teach speakers how to speak. So I also do training training boot camps for speakers. That's very fun for me too. I think it's a big responsibility. If you're a speaker, if you're an influencer today, I think it's a really big responsibility on a couple of fronts. Number one, being congruent with what you're saying. Live your message. And then also number two, when you're if you're a speaker, trainer, or influencer. Be outstanding because, I mean, people go to you and see you looking for answers and looking for solutions. And some people, quite frankly, go looking to speakers to quite save their life, right? Save their marriage, save their finances, right? So being in front of a room is a big responsibility. So I'm very passionate about helping people become speakers and get their message out and create that signature talk. And then future for me, I'm going to be with Tony for a little bit. I love the message where he's going. Who knows how long he'll be around doing what he does. So I love what I do. And then speaking training, I'm probably going to transition more into corporate world, which I've been doing now, doing corporate talks, doing more trainings, probably doing some masterminds in the future, but definitely staying in the personal growth, training, speaking arena for sure for a while. If I can serve, give back and teach other speakers and then also be able to share, that will make me happy for a long time.
0: Fantastic. I feel this has been a good education because you've just been pouring out your passion the entire discussion and sharing and teaching. And it's been amazing so far. And it's easy to want to follow you. It's easy to want to listen to your message. And just I want to appreciate you for that because I've learned a bunch on our call, on our discussion so far. So thank you for that. So moving next into an advice place, I'd like for you to speak to the listener who has this big barrier or hurdle in front of them. And it can be any barrier or hurdle. We can create a situation or it can be very general. But if there's someone out there who's challenged and they might not see hope, they might not feel that the world is going in the right direction or they're themselves, they're not going in the right direction, what might be a good piece of advice that you could offer, Scott, to someone who's having a challenge right now?
1: I love about personal growth, if it's Tony Robbins, landmark education, size seminars, there's a lot of great trainings out there, you find something to be able to maybe immerse yourself in. Because what personal growth does, essentially, it doesn't solve all problems. But what it does, it gives you a level of awareness. So it gives you a level of awareness where you can be able to see your life and see your blind spots and see what you're doing at a different level, right? So the idea is to be able to see everything at a different level. I would say three things once you're clear on what you want, once you're clear on what you want to do, once you're starting to turn the ship around and maybe feel better, and if you really want to get consistent results as far as growing as a human being or growing your business, there's actually three pillars we teach at Tony Robbins I'll share. It's kind of cool. Number one is what is called space repetition. So let's say this year you want to become a better marketer or a better influencer, or a better speaker, right? So what you want to do for space repetition is every single day you're studying your craft, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, audio, audible, YouTube, or even maybe reading, right? Second way to really be able to get results fast if you're on a personal growth journey is through coaching or accountability. Uh, mentorship is huge. Accountability is huge. Peer group is huge, right? Peer, I mean, as you know, Matt, peer group, we've heard this a million times, right? You're a combination of the top five people you spend time with, right? People say, oh, that's cool. But most people don't know why that is true. Why people do that is what we do unconsciously as human beings is we'll actually raise our standard or lower our standard according to our peer group because unconsciously we want to be accepted and be loved in the peer group. So we all have people that are our pizza friends we go and have pizza with and we have our Salad friends, right? That we have salad with, right? So what we do, sometimes we confirm by raising our standards or lowering our standards to be in the peer group. So always the best advice when choosing a peer group is choose people that you look up to. Even choosing people possibly that you're a little uncomfortable by or intimidated by, that's a good sign. That means you look up to them, they respect them, right? So peer grip is huge. So, you got number one, space repetition. Number two, accountability. And the third thing to really make things change fast is what we do at a high level, too, is the immersion experience, right? So, if you want to become a better marketer, let's say you want to become a better online Facebook marketer, right? Go take a course. Don't try to figure out yourself. Don't do like a, one book a month. Don't take a course and take three days and get it done. Immerse yourself in the process, master it, and become better. And as you're going into our world today, right, our world today, 2022, we got to become masters. No matter where you are, whatever business you're in right now, if you're able to become an expert, become a value add in that field, you will get a piece of the pie. Good economy, bad economy, doesn't really matter. If you're outstanding at what you do, you'll be able to make money in any economy, right? And it's also the mindset too, but also any economy. So hope that helps. A couple
0: of tips to keep it moving forward. Great tips today. That was awesome. Let me find out more about what you're doing. Get in touch with you, Scott, for listeners who are so inspired today. No problem. I mean,
1: Instagram is good, Facebook is good. Scott Goss, S C O T T G A S S. You can just probably put both of those in both of those channels. You'll find me. LinkedIn is good as well, or even I've no problem dropping my phone number if you want to text or call or say what's up. I'm okay with that as well. So I'm here to serve.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Scott, for investing the time today and helping our listeners. Uh, you're much appreciated. And I wish you the best in your seminar starting here soon.
1: Awesome, Matt. You're awesome too, man. Appreciate you. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Eternal Optimist Podcast. You can check the show notes for information about today's episode. And please share the show with that friend who is wanting to think bigger. We'll see you next time.